much for joining us for another episode of the Turning Point CT podcast made by and for young people in Connecticut. This podcast is the third in our recovery story series. My name is Kaylee and I'm here with Dominique to talk about her recovery story. Hey, Dominique. Hi, Kaylee. Thank you for coming to talk to me today, Dominique, about your recovery story. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. So what have you struggled with and when did it become too much? Well, I struggled and still struggle with depression and anxiety. It really didn't set in for me until after my parents had split up. My dad left and my mom was working all the time and she was never really home. And that left me alone with my two brothers really often. I was only 12 and Donovan was like two and Dante was not even a year old yet. But eventually it just got too much because I felt like I had to do everything. I was the one who was home cooking and taking care of my siblings and making sure they got on and off the bus and making sure that they were, you know, taken care of. It was a lot and it only just got worse because my mom started to drink and when she was drinking, she's not nice or really around too much, which is really unfortunate, but I got out of it. Eventually, one day it was just, I'd woken up and I really didn't feel like I wanted to be alive anymore. I just, I wanted to be done with it. I felt like not being around would make it better. I didn't care who it affected, unfortunately. I was only 12 years old. And imagine being 12, feeling that way. And you're like, well, why does it matter if that person's upset that I'm gone? Like, what matters is how I'm feeling. And, you know, nobody was thinking about what I was feeling. And so eventually, even though like I woke up feeling that way, I never tried or anything, but I unfortunately did self-harm a lot. My legs, my wrists, my hips, like anywhere I could, you know, get a cut and make it hurt. Like that was my way of getting out because I was so focused on how much everything hurt that, you know, the other stuff didn't really matter. But one of my cousins found out and she decided to tell my mom. And that's when my mom finally said, well, why didn't you tell me? And I said, I've been trying to tell you. I said, but you never listen to me because you know it's only about, you're upset, you're upset, you're upset because dad left. Like my feelings never mattered in this equation. So that's why I never told you. And then that was kind of like the tipping point for me. That's when I started seeing the school counselor. None of my friends knew. Nobody had any idea what was happening. Nobody knew about the self-harm. They didn't know I wanted to die. They didn't know any of it because, you know, it was easier for me to hide how I was feeling from everyone than trying to keep telling people how I was feeling and no one being listened to me. That's a lot to deal with as a 12-year-old. I mean, I have a younger sister, but I didn't have to step up and kind of take care of her until I was in high school. And even when I was in high school, I was a sophomore in high school. So I was probably 16, 17. It was a lot then. It was horrible. Like I kind of regretted her being born because I felt like I had to kind of step up and be responsible, even though I was just a kid. I'm like, you know, I didn't have this baby and, you know, and especially when you're already in an environment that's kind of, you know, heavy, it's like a little, like, it's not a happy environment to, and add 
having to take care of your younger siblings, it's a lot. Like, and like, I can't imagine doing it when I was 12 because when I was 16, I was like, this sucks. Like, and it was hard and it was stressful because like, I remember having to try and put my sister down for naps and like having to like watch her and keep an eye on her, even though I had homework and other stuff to do and I wanted to have my social life it's hard and it's tough and it's not like your fault and you did you know I'm sure the best you could as a 12 year old but holy crap dude like I just that I can't believe you were able to step up then and that's really that's some that's saying something about how strong you are like that's phenomenal and no 12 year old should have to step up and take care of kids that young because you said your one brother was under one and, you know, they're dependent at that point. So it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So, I mean, seriously, thank you for sharing that with me. Like it's, it's a lot, but um, so what kind of, I know you say you went to the counselor, but what other kind of support did you get and did going to the counselor, did that work? So going to the counselor was nice because I felt better having someone who was on the outside see what was going on because trying to tell my mom about how I felt never really like stuck with her. It was more just about how she felt. And when I was seeing the counselor, it was all about like, well, how does that make you feel? Or how did, you know, dad leaving make you feel? And for once, someone was actually like paying attention to me. I can only see the counselor for so long. So eventually I finally told a couple of my friends what was going on. So they knew, and again, we were only 12. So imagine being 12 and sharing that with your friends and they were all, you know, really sad and they didn't know what to do. And, you know, what could I have expected from them other than, you know, just be there for me. Once I got to high school, it was a little hard because I had moved away from all my friends. So I didn't have that support system anymore mom was still working and I still hadn't talked to my dad in a really long time. And unfortunately my dad worked at the high school, so couldn't really avoid him. So that made going to school really hard. It actually was very overwhelming for me. So I started actually having really bad panic attacks at school. I used to get really dizzy and my throat would close up and it would feel like someone was suffocating me. I literally would have to leave the classroom and take a walk. Sometimes I'd be in the nurse's office and someone would have to come get me because it was so bad and I couldn't calm down. And eventually I started seeing my guidance counselor again, but my guidance counselor at the high school is also a licensed counselor. So I could actually see him on a regular basis to talk about stuff like that. So I saw him twice a week and that really, really helped. I really wanted to do like therapy outside of school, but that was not really something my mom ever like really believed in. So unfortunately I didn't start seeing my therapist until I was 18 and out of high school and on my own when I could do it by myself. And I've been doing therapy since I was 18 and I'm 24 now. And let me tell you, I don't know what I would do without my therapist. She holds me very accountable for everything, but she also makes me feel very validated. She allows me to come up with solutions to the stuff I'm struggling with. She always makes sure that, you know, I'm all right before she dives into anything else. I really just feel like I can tell her anything 
without being judged. And I know that she'll listen to me. And if it's something that I really like need advice on, I know that she'll give it to me. But I also know that if I tell her about something and I know that I'm at fault, that she won't let me get away with it. She'll say, hey, like that was your action and you need to hold yourself accountable, which I know I should. And sometimes I'm not the best at that. So I really, like I said, I, I have a really good support system now. I've got really good friends who are practically family. My therapist is awesome. I've got my only friend from middle school still. Other than that, I haven't really turned anywhere else. I've never really tried anything. Therapy's always been something that works for me. So I guess I've never really had a reason to go and try anything else. I did like meds for a while, but meds made me feel kind of like yucky and they never really made me feel better. So we stopped doing that. So just really therapy and having, you know, good friends and family, positive influences, you know, having people who aren't negative has always been really good for me. Yeah, I think having a good therapist makes like so, so much of a difference because I've had, like I started with therapists who were interns and I totally felt like they were judging me when I was doing lots of bad things, like literally every single bad thing I could think of doing, I was doing it and I could see it all over her face that she was just like, thinking of me as a bad person and it's real and I was only in college so I was sitting there thinking oh my god even my therapist thinks I am a piece of garbage and thinks I'm a bad person and thinks you know badly of me or like and you know obviously you want your therapist to not view you in a bad light but you should be able to feel comfortable telling stuff to them and like you said you know, when you do say the bad stuff that happens where instead of having judgment all over their face or them kind of like lecturing you like a parent or something, instead they're like, hey, you know, it happened that either it was your fault or it wasn't, but, you know, holding you accountable. I think that's so such a better approach than, you know, someone who, and I feel like when you have my therapists were younger. That's the thing. They were interns. So it was really weird that someone like that young was judging me. Maybe they just had a different life than I did. So they were like, oh my God, what's wrong with this girl? But (laughs) I mean, when I finally did get the right therapist, it made literally a world of difference. And I was like, oh my God. And like you, I felt so comfortable. Like my therapist was my backbone. I loved going to see her every week. And I had two therapists like that. I had one at school and I had one for my intensive outpatient program. And they both, I just felt so comfortable telling them anything. And they told me how it was and they, you know, helped me find solutions. And I think it just makes such a difference to have a good therapist. And, you know, I encourage anyone listening, if you do have a therapist that you feel you do not click with, I think it's worth taking the time to find someone, you know, who you do feel comfortable with because it's hard to work through your issues with someone you feel uncomfortable with. And when you feel like you have to hide things and hide parts of yourself, like it's really hard to get through and like make progress when you don't even feel comfortable in a place where you're trying to heal. Thank you for sharing about the therapist, but were there any turning points where things really started to change for the better besides therapy? Well, 
I definitely say my junior year of high school is really when things started to get a lot better. I addressed a lot of stuff with my dad. I finally talked to him about how I felt about what happened and he really listened. And, you know, I asked him why he left, you know, like us, and he really didn't know what to say. And that's okay. Like, that's fine. Cause growing up, you know, my mom made me feel like it was my fault or it was my two brothers fault. And so, you know, I just, I wanted to know if she was right, but, you know, having my dad back and, you know, being able to see my counselor and finally having like a decent group of friends really helped. My junior year was also when I started to do robotics and being on the robotics team was really, really awesome for me because I made a lot of new friends and I learned so many cool new things. I even have two medals. I've got a gold one and a silver one for competitions that we've won. I still talk to a couple of people on the team. They're still doing really, really well, but I, if I could do it over again, I really would. And I wouldn't change a thing because that team was the best thing I ever did. I really, I put myself out there because it was something I'd never, I had no idea what engineering was or how to do it or any of that, but like I could do it now. I even know like some coding stuff like there's just a lot of stuff I came out of it with like friends and like knowledge and I even have like mentors that you know still reach out to me and they ask me how I'm doing and they really encourage me to you know like follow my dreams and keep going and to like never stop and having people like that was a really really big turning point for me because up until that point I never really had anyone like that like yes I had friends who like really supported me but I didn't have what like felt like a secure support system. Like, yeah, there were people who were like, yeah, you're doing great and like that. But I never really had anyone who was willing to like deep dive and be like, hey, like what's bothering you today? Or why do you feel like you can't succeed at that? Or here's what we can do to make it better. And like having those like people and positive energy and positive thoughts and people constantly like being kind and positive with you. It's just like, it makes a huge difference in like the things that you do. Cause I love school, but being depressed and anxious and, you know, worrying about what happened with my parents or, you know, what's happening with my two siblings. I struggled a lot in school. I couldn't focus. I couldn't get anything done. And so when I finally felt like I was at a good point, I really started to enjoy school again. Like, like I said, I joined the robotics team. I was doing a lot better in class. I took all honors classes. I was, you know, ahead of the game, I was really up there, like, you know, killing it. And I just never really felt that way. And so when I started to feel that way, it was a feeling I really, really, really didn't want to let go of. Like, that was something I knew I wanted to hold on to. Like, I never wanted to let anyone take that from me ever again. Yeah, I think what you said about putting yourself out there is so, so important, because, you know, going and putting yourself into a club or a sport and surrounding yourself with people who are interested in the same thing as you is a great way to make connections and like find a support system and a great set of friends. Because I know a lot of my friends and like my best friends to this day, I know because of the sports I did and they were like, you know, my ride or die, like in school, I was always with them. I was texting them all the time. Like anytime I had a problem and because I was with them every day for practice, like at sports, we became close. Like I was always talking to them anytime I had a problem. I was always like, they were always there. And you know, it, like you said, it's a great place 
to build a support system. And a lot of those friendships can definitely be lifelong. And, you know, and there are still people that from high school, even, you know, I've been out of high school since 2015. And there are people I still like reach out to because I have those connections from doing sports or like other activities. And it's like, we never, even if a bunch of time has gone by, I can still message them. And it's like, there was no time in between. And it's like, Hey, how is everything? And like catching up and you know, I, sometimes I just like spew like all oh, this horrible stuff happened. And, you know, they're like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry that happened. You know, hopefully things are better now. And it's nice to have that support system and those people who support you and do genuinely care. Like, how is everything? And they do ask and reach out like, Hey, haven't heard from you in a while. How is everything? It's so great to have people like that. So what's your life like now? What have you been able to accomplish and what are you working towards? So life is actually a lot better for me now. I'm doing a lot. I really love my job. I currently work as a paraprofessional at my town's middle school. I love all my kids. I have the best kids ever and they remind me how wonderful I am every day and they tell me how much they love me. And that's such a wonderful feeling to know that you've made a difference in someone's life. I still see my therapist. I've had the same therapist since I was 18 and she is the bomb and she's definitely been a rock for me. So, and she's still helping me and stuff because I know I've still got a lot of learning to do because there are some things I still struggle with, but I'm going back to school, which is something I put off for a really, really long time because I felt like I wasn't smart enough or that I couldn't succeed or that I wouldn't be any good at it, but I'm doing it and I'm doing great. And I'm working towards getting my degree in psychology because I'd really like to be a school psychologist someday. Because like I said, I love my kids. I really do. And I want to be part of the team that supports their growth and their education. I bake a lot now, which is not something I used to do. I love baking. I really do. It's like my favorite pastime. It really, if I'm having a bad day, I know I could go downstairs and bake some muffins and I feel better or even just smelling like cookies in the oven automatically boosts my mood. So that's been really good for me. Um, I spend a lot of time with my brother. He's pretty much my best friend. He's also a huge part of who I am because I don't think without those experiences that I'd be as strong as I am today, but they made it worth it. My two brothers, I really would bend over backwards for them, cross oceans, anything. I really would. They, they make my life better. They really do. But life is definitely a lot better than it was. I don't, I don't feel like I've got the weight of the entire world on my shoulders anymore. I feel like I've got a good support system. I have people who are willing to listen to me when I need someone. I know I have people all around me that would do anything for me. I have people who encourage me to keep going, to try new stuff, to really put myself out there. And I couldn't ask for anything more. That's so awesome. I love to hear that you're thriving. Like literally, it sounds like you're doing so much. It sounds like you're thriving at work and, you know, going back to school, especially after so many years off. I mean, I only took 
a semester off and going back was tough. I can't imagine like going back here later, but that just goes to show you like how determined you are. And, you know, it seems like you really do have a passion for like helping others. And that's awesome. Like that's always growing up. That was something I wanted to do. It's really what, like why I was so excited to get this job because being able to help others, especially, you know, younger people who might not know where to go and might not feel comfortable telling their parents like, hey, I'm struggling. I always like the thought of people struggling on their own. It's just so upsetting because I, I've been there. I was like kid in middle school writing suicide notes and like stuffing them in my bed because I was like that depressed. And I wanted to, like, I was like making a plan and it's just so sad because so many people are struggling, you know, and a lot of people don't know that people are these, even kids, teenagers, like they're struggling. So I think, you know, what we're doing is so important to like, you know, make the resources available and like sharing the stories. I think even what we're doing today, sharing like your recovery story, it really helps to end the stigma that there is around mental health. You know, it's always been kind of this hush hush deal. Like, oh my God, even like my, sometimes my parents are like, oh my God, like stop talking about it. But you know, it's real, it happens. And it's way more common than people think, you know, we're not in the world anymore where it needs to be hush hush. Like it is happening. It is a problem. And I don't think it makes sense or it's fair to sit and pretend that, you know, it's fake or people aren't suffering from, you know, trauma and mental health issues and mental illness. Because when you invalidate someone and say like, these things aren't real, it's part of the problem. It's just, So seriously, thank you for sharing your story today because it really, I feel like it really just helps to end the stigma that surrounds. And that's why I really try to advocate and, you know, share my story. So even if one person reads it and thinks to themselves, hey, like other people have been through this, I'm not alone. Like this person has dealt with something similar, you know, even if it just helps that one person, I feel like it's, it's worth it. So what would you say to people who are having a tough time? What's helped you that you wish you'd known earlier? I definitely say knowing that I have someone to turn to. That is something I didn't have growing up. I didn't have a lot of people to turn to up until I saw the counselor. So knowing that there is someone out there that wants to listen to you and wants to make sure that you're okay is sometimes enough. Like just knowing that you have that person is enough. and. I would just tell people who are having a hard time that they don't have to do it by themselves because if they're anything like me, they feel like they have to do everything by themselves, that they need to depend on themselves. And it doesn't have to be like that. You can ask for help. You don't have to feel upset or embarrassed. You just need to know that it is okay to ask for help. If you are struggling, do not feel afraid to reach out to someone if it's a friend, a teacher, someone you're close to, someone is going to listen to you. So you don't have to keep it all in and you don't have to do it by yourself. 
I think that's like so important because a lot of people do feel like, you know, they have to hold it in, but there are so many people who do care and there are so many people who are willing to help you. You might not know them. Like it could be a teacher. It could be, you know, a, like a friend's parent. Like I had a lot of my friend's parents who were trying to look out for me and I, I didn't realize it. And I had no idea that they saw the signs and they knew what was going on, but you have no idea. There are so many people out there and there are so many different resources that you can turn to a lot of which you can find on our site under the resources section, but there's, there's so much help out there. And, you know, you really, like Dominique said, you don't have to go through it on your own. There are so many other people you can turn to who, who feel the, the way you do, who have been through, you know, similar things to you. Um, you know, there's, there's people you can turn to and you, you don't have to do it on your own. So thank you again, Dominique, for chatting with me today. Like, I really appreciate you sharing your story with me. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in and be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for more pure mental health support, remember to check out our website, www.turningpointct.org. Have a great day, everyone.